This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello chickens, fabulous Adam Richard here. More theories, more theories, more theories. Okay, chickens, this is the theory podcast that uh, you've all been waiting for, where I argue with people. Uh (laughs) Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, uh, yesterday I was talking about my theory about the TARDIS liking to wear a police box dress and that's the way she identifies and that's what she's doing. Um, So, now, I did mention Bort uh, wondering about the the pre-Hartnell police box. Uh, Bort has some more... Very, very strong feelings about this finale and says, uh, what frustrated me was that we've seen Clara interact with the first Doctor when he ran off with Susan in the blank TARDIS. Yes, we talked about that yesterday. Now we have previous Doctor incarnation prior to the first in a police box TARDIS. Yes, I've, I've said she likes wearing that dress. Um, I'm not anti the idea of the Hartnell Doctor having incarnations prior. It was hinted at in the 70s version. But New Who has made it apparent that he was the first. Chibnall took a steaming dump on it without some kind of explanation. Oh, bought <laughs> Steaming dump. That is, that is some strong language for this uh, family-friendly podcast. Um, look, I understand your frustrations. And I know that you think that it's uh, the worst thing that ever happened. But this is how I felt back when, as you said... Clara interacted with the first Doctor. Now, the Day of the Doctor, the 50th anniversary special, is one of my favourite episodes 
ever of Doctor Who. I think it is magnificent. There's so much fun stuff in there. We've got multi-doctors. We've got John Hurt being amazing. Incredible last-minute appearance by Tom Baker, who was my favourite Doctor. So I got very excited by the whole thing. The episode prior to that, the name of the Doctor... Um, is one of my least favourite episodes of all time. Uh, with the gigantic TARDIS. Uh, did not understand that at all. Uh, the weird, the dead Doctor's time stream thing, like, spewing out everywhere. Which then, you know, that, so this is where the Doctor dies on Trenzalore. And then later on he goes back and retcons that like that never happened. Um, so... That I found frustrating because it's like, oh, you've given us a finite ending to the series. That is annoying because I like the idea that it's going to go on and on and on. And then you've removed that. Uh, also, I, I was really angry about Clara going back and saving the Doctor at all those different points in time. It's like, so now you've removed all of the Doctor's agency from his own adventures. Like, he hasn't even... he Even his choice to run away in the TARDIS has been kind of taken away from him, in a sense. Although, maybe the reason Clara... Here we go, it's theory time. I'm retconning myself. (laughs) Maybe the reason Clara, when she showed the Doctor that particular TARDIS, was because she knew, having interacted with his timeline, which doesn't have memories, um, she knew that it was the one that liked being a police box, and that's the one that he needed to be in, because that's the TARDIS that goes where the Doctor needs him to be, or her to be, rather than the one that does what it's told. (laughs) It's the willful Brumby of TARDISes. Yes, my TARDIS horse analogy is... uh, I'm really writing this one home now. Um, So, Bort, I'm sorry that you feel like it was a big steaming dump. Uh, That's how I felt about Clara going back in time. That's how I felt about the whole dead doctor, gigantic TARDIS at Trenzalore thing, and before we even got to Trenzalore. And it really upset me, and I thought, well, that's it. I'm never watching it again. I mean, I did, because I went to the cinema and watched The Day of the Doctor and loved it. Um, And every time Stephen Moffat did something that I found unforgivable, I would watch it again the next week, and there would be something in it that I enjoyed, Uh, even though there were many episodes that I found very, very frustrating from a long-term fan point of view. And so, I understand everyone who is feeling that at the moment. Um, And and it makes me sad because I remember how angry I was for very little reason. It's it's just a TV show at the end of it. And they don't tape over the old episodes with the new ones. And we're going to go and watch the old episodes next week. So, I hope you're doing your homework. I hope you've been watching uh, The the Mysterious Planet. <laughs> the, so, we're going to do the first four episodes over the first week of uh, the Theory Podcast next week. So, uh, maybe an episode a day. Maybe I'll talk about the whole story. You've heard this podcast by now. You know it's a mess. <laughs> All sorts of things happen. <laughs> But yeah, bought. I'm sorry you were frustrated with uh, the what felt like the steaming dump uh, of retconning. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it fits. I feel like you can make it work. Like you can explain anything away. 
because it's a fictional world and we are all allowed to create our own fiction around it. Um, ha- let's have some some positives. Uh, Becca said, I loved it. I'm excited for what this means for the future, although I'm not happy they're, they're leaving us on this cliffhanger until Christmas. I am so impatient. Aren't we all? We're Doctor Who fans. We're an impatient bunch. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's that. Uh, Nairi has a theory. Oh, bless you. Now, I did raise some concerns uh, when it was discovered that the Doctor was the timeless child and that they had inherited the the ability to regenerate from her as opposed to the elixir of life or whatever it is that comes out of the flame in the wall in Brain of Morbius. I mean, a lot of this is going back to Brain of Morbius, the the previous Doctors, but then you've completely ignored the sisterhood of Khan. Um, Nairi says, the sisters are all the adopted mother. Ooh. You think she stopped experimenting? You think she couldn't divide herself, recreate herself? Just like any mother, you rebel against them, but they still support you any way that works. Aww. I mean, the sisters were the original Gallifreyans. Uh, oh, I thought you meant the sisterhood of Khan. Also, Graham's, that's it. And Yaz responding, that's basically a love letter. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Oh, yeah, so funny. <laughs> I I did I did love all that. Uh, the other thing that I loved uh, from watching it again that no one's really mentioned. Oh, we used to hide from Barusa as we skipped classes. Oh, Barusa! He was my favourite Time Lord until he went bad. Um, also, the master saying calling all Sibes. <laughs> like <laughs> like the Sibemen now. Hey, Sibes, how's it going, kids? Um, and when he first saw the lone side man and was like, oh, you look rough. He goes, sorry, didn't mean to con- conversion shame you. Very, very, very silly. And when the doctor's trying to interrupt the master, he goes, don't heckle, dear. <laughs> so camp, so over the top. Uh, Ross had a, a dream. And, you know, normally I don't like to hear people's dreams because that's their own business. Um, and also you could be revealing something really psychologically wrong with you to complete strangers if you're telling him your dreams. But Ross had a weird dream. He said that he had a dream that Graham gives himself to the Cybermen to save Ryan as well as go through the procedure to stop his cancer and stop his feelings of loss of grace. Oh, oh, that is beautiful, Ross. That is a beautiful dream. It's a sad dream. It's a tragic dream. But it's a completely understandable dream. And I'm th- I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, that is... That would have been really good. I mean, that that may still happen. <laughs> we've got we've got uh, the revolution of the Daleks to come, and and rumours about what what is happening with uh, Ryan and Graham, which I'm refusing to listen to, even though people are insisting on telling me. Don't tell me casting spoilers. I don't care about them. Uh, so Mark has a theory, which I quite enjoy about the master and says, given the master is self-delusional and all info about the timeless child comes from him or her, uh, given that we've had Missy, I wonder if the master has been misled by the Time Lord's history cover up or misread or misunderstood what he found when he says he hacked the Matrix. Ooh, maybe after destroying the Matrix, he then reads the files, which have been corrupted. We all saw the corrupted part. And made 2 plus 2 equal... (laughs) Must be the genes that were spliced into me. Uh, (laughs) uh, Possibly a smokescreen to just blow the Time Lords up after discovering the secret to regeneration is not accurate history, but clever research by the Shabogans. 
Ooh, an immortal baby fell out of the sky. Now that's how those dumb, sneaky Shabokans did it. Ooh, what do I think of that? I, I kind of like that theory, but I feel like, you know, you don't, you don't reveal something as big as this unless it's going to be the actual truth. Also, the Doctor was in the Matrix with the Master. Like, the Master was just saying, here, we're in the Matrix. You look at it. Um, so, all of that stuff was there uh, for the Doctor to see. Um, by the way, on an acting thing, I do love that they've put two of the biggest actors in the show into a completely empty void so that there is no scenery for them to chew. But God, they both gave it a red hot go, didn't they? Jodie Whittaker and Sasha Dewan just really going for it in a void. Like, seriously, I would watch an entire hour of that. That would be my dream episode, is just those two actors stuck in a void, just being mean to one another. (laughs) Anyway, the music started, so we've got to go. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.